Grumpy Old Geeks, a weekly talk show hosted by Brian Schulmeister and Jason DeFilippo, discussing the finer points of what went wrong on the internet and who's to blame. Welcome to Grumpy Old Geeks for April 1st, 2016. Mm-hmm. I am Jason DeFilippo. And I'm Brian Schulmeister. And unlike the rest of the internet today, we're not going to play any pranks. None whatsoever, because this is the day the internet breaks. Yes, it's kind of horrible out there. So anyways, uh, I want to thank everybody for coming to our three-year anniversary party last weekend. We had quite the turnout. I think roughly around 30 people shuffled in and out through the entire time we were there, which uh, I dare say, other than say your Adam Carolla's where you pay to go see him, that's a pretty damn good turnout for a podcast. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't wasn't so bad. It had, we had a really good time. And I especially want to thank a uh, friend of the show, Joey Robbie, for... 3D printing me a brand new Mjolnir that I had lost in a move. But this time, it's a grumpy old geeks-themed Mjolnir, which we'll have pictures in the show notes for. Yeah, make sure you send me a photo of that so we can post that later. Uh, Yeah, and I could desperately use that on this podcast today, but a little bit later, because we're going to smash some heads in. Okay, yes. Uh, You can find pictures of it right now if you want to go to uh, Instagram.com slash JPD. But I will send you shiny new pictures of it. Yes, and we will put it on our Instagram account. <laughs> uh, Google launched the worst uh, April Fool's joke today. Apparently, it may have even cost some people some jobs, and they quickly took it down. Oh, really? Yes. They put a Minions mic drop animated GIF that you could send as through Gmail. Uh, unfortunately, because of their UI, they replaced the normal send one, send button, or the send right next to it, which have send an archive button with the send plus mic drop. So people at work did this. Oh, no. So everybody was archiving their mail and they didn't mean to. Yeah. And instead they sent a very inappropriate mic drop animation as part of their, you know, work related emails that probably didn't go so well. Oh, man. Oopsies. Don't mess with basic UI. (laughs) Yeah. Especially for a joke. You can go back to the pigeons make the Internet ones. That was at least cute. This is just really stupid. Yeah. So they took it down pretty quickly. Oh, in things that I really love and I desperately want to be true, the category, uh, there is an article on Salon, thanks to the author Stephen Hill, who talks about good riddance gig economy, the the awesome collapse of Silicon Valley's dream of destroying your job, Uh, talking about how the Uber model just does not work for other industries. The price point always fails, and that's a very good thing. So uh, I love this article. I've complained about this model for ages. I Talked about how we're probably just going to all end up driving crap and delivering crap to each other because that's the only jobs that are going to be left. Uh, Apparently, it's starting to break down. It doesn't translate well, which is awesome. And we talked a lot uh, last week about how we were heading towards that Star Trek economy. And there was this concept of this uh, basic income, universal basic income that economists are starting to think about, which is also mentioned in this article. We need to figure out a way to launch a universal portable safety net for all U.S. workers. Because the sharing economy startups are basically killing us. <laughs> well, they're going to be dead soon. If you, you know, if, if you follow this to the logical conclusion, because the fact is that most people suck at their jobs <laughs> and people aren't showing up for their jobs. And uh, so these companies are going out of business because they can't get the price point low enough because to get talented workers who actually do good work, you yeah. have to pay them. And then, well, then and your that, service yeah. costs too much. Yeah. And uh, Farod. God, I always pronounce his name wrong because, again, I only just read it. Farhad Manju, who is a tech writer who I actually really like. He started over at Salon or Slate or something like that. He's over at the New York Times right now. Uh, he wrote about this as well. And a big part of the problem was uh, all of these services basically 
artificially deflated their prices to beat out competitors and become attractive and get everybody on board anyways. So now, because they no longer can afford to do that, prices are rising, service is declining, Amazon, business models are shifting, and in some cases, companies are closing down because the center does not hold. Right. And well, because they, they were ballooned up by all this VC money. And once the VC money goes away, you have to make a profit. Oh, and you can't make a profit if you're artificially deflating your prices. Exactly. Mm, interesting. Yeah. So the New York Times article, I believe, came before the Salon article because it's mm-hmm. quoted heavily in the Salon article, which I read soup to nuts this morning, and yeah. I thought it was great. Yeah, me too. I, I really enjoy this, and I desperately want it to be true. Unfortunately, I think there's more BC money that's going to swoop in at some point. Yeah, and uh, in the the, my, <clears throat> the last paragraph at the end of the Salon article, it's like, these platforms show their workforce no allegiance or loyalty, and they engender none in return. Well, yeah, I mean, we've been saying since day one, Uber's main point is to replace you. If you work for Uber, they desperately want to replace you with no one. Exactly. With- <laughs> yeah, that's why they, you know... <laughs> are building self-driving cars like everybody else. Yes. Um, we're jerks. You and I, are we? we're total jerks. Okay. New study came out that says people who point out typos are jerks. I stopped pointing out typos a while ago. Well, I point out the fact that they exist at this okay. point because I almost every single article this week, I've found at least one or two typos, some of them glaring, some of them subtle, and I love how the author in this Gizmodo piece actually put in a typo just to troll people to put it in the comments. Nice. That's pretty funny. Now, does this also apply to people who point out other people who don't pronounce names correctly because they've only read them and never heard them? Uh, maybe. Because that seems to be happening to me a lot on this podcast. <laughs> yes, it does. In the news. Dan Lyons is a fairly accomplished uh, writer. He's been he wrote, he's written two novels so far. He's worked with Newsweek and Forbes and a few other places. And he took a marketing gig with a software startup for a year. It uh, did you, not you go missed, well. You missed the best thing about Dan Lyons. Mm. He was fake Steve Jobs on Twitter. Uh, he was fake. Well, see, I'm I'm not a Twitter guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. You're breaking up a lot. I am. Um, yeah. Uh, you're not. Yeah, I'm having trouble hearing you. Mm, okay, I'm going to keep talking. I'm going to keep talking. Everything seems to be running fine on my side. You still having me break up? Nope. Now you're sounding okay. Okay. All right. Let me just, rest- okay. So we'll go from. How, how about I say, don't forget he was also fake Steve. Don't forget he was also fake Steve Jobs on Twitter. Uh, I'm not a Twitter guy. I don't know anything about that. <laughs> of course you don't. Anyways, he just released a book about this whole misadventure that he had with a startup because we so love startup culture. It's called Disrupted, My Misadventure in the Startup Bubble. I definitely think I'm going to have to read this. Oh, this uh, is definitely going on the list for sure. Yeah, he he talks about working there and how it's basically like this frat house with cliches such as one plus one equals three and we're changing the world. No, yes, and he went to work at HubSpot. Yep. So... Yeah, good times. I can't so even that, remember what HubSpot does because there's so many hubs and spots out there uh, in different... You I know. don't remember. I don't know what half these companies do, and I don't think they do either, but they're rating supreme. Well, they definitely do a lot of push-ups. <laughs> yes. Uh, we've also heard about the death of Facebook a lot and how the millennials... In fact, you and I have even been talking about this because we've been inundated with the news that millennials love Snapchat and can't be bothered with Facebook. Apparently, that's all a load of crap. Uh, it looks to be so, yes. Yeah, they are not leaving Facebook. Uh, they are also on Snapchat for sure, but they are not leaving Facebook. In fact, they're not even close to leaving Facebook. Millennials spend more than 2.5 times as many minutes on Facebook as they do on Snapchat, which is supposedly the one that they all live on. 
Yeah, you know what? You can actually use more than one service. It's 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 weird how that works. It's weird how that works, and it's weird how it just gets reported that uh, they're only on Snapchat and not on Facebook. When obviously they are on Facebook more than anything else, just like all of us. Facebook rules the world. Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and if you are on Snapchat, you're probably breaking the law without even realizing it. At least if you're in the UK, under UK copyright law, it is unlawful for a Snapchat user to copy an image and make it available to the public without the consent of the image owner which is what just about everybody does on Snapchat. Yeah, that's just general copyright law everywhere. I take yes. the picture, you steal it and post it somewhere else. That's theft. Yeah, in theory. And so. if you do it with somebody's junk in the UK, it's even worse. Uh, particularly if they are underage. Oh, well, that's a different story. I mean, that, yeah. that goes without saying. Yes, then you're in definite trouble. Uh, let's talk about more startups that I can't stand again. Airbnb. Uh, a study has come out showing that Airbnb is basically screwing the city of Los Angeles out of $41 million in revenue that the city would be collecting if Airbnb rentals uh, basically had to play like everybody else. A hotel, a hospitality institution, etc. All the room taxes, tourism fees, assessment fees, etc., etc., etc. They add up quite a lot. So, uh, you know, you don't have to do that because you don't have to do that. Uh, well, here's the deal. I'm going to I'm going to tell you. I'm going to read you the note that Airbnb sent back to the LAist about mm -hmm. uh, what they, what they've proposed. Basically, yes. uh, this factually inaccurate study was paid for by the hotel industry and is intended to mislead and manipulate. Over the last two years, LA officials have heard from thousands of middle class Angelinos urging the city to adopt clear, fair rules for home sharing and allow Airbnb to collect taxes on behalf of hosts. Airbnb initiated a dialogue with the city officials about enabling the platform to remit taxes on behalf of the users in late 2014 and we welcome ahla's support in moving that process forward well get on it airbnb move it forward no, it's not airbnb it's the city of la and by the way we have read uh many uh studies done by aaron b airbnb on this show talking about how great they are so that's around fair play yeah I, you know it's like hey if they're willing to step up and pay the taxes and and collect the taxes on yes. behalf of the people who want to pay. You yep. can't, you can't bitch about not getting your money. Okay. Fair enough. So they should solve that. But I just want to run through some of these numbers because it is somewhat ridiculous. A small percentage of operators, 4.36% uh, of the Los Angeles area, Airbnb listings rent for more than 360 days per year. So that would be a hotel That's and a account hotel, for nearly yeah. $80 million, more than 30% of Airbnb's LA revenue. 22% of operators list properties for more than half the year, accounting for more than 180 million or almost 70% of Airbnb's LA revenue. So they're not exactly in a rush to get this tax thing to happen, but let's, let's all make it happen, please. No, I mean, it's, I mean, it's 41 million bucks. We could use it. We could yes. hire, hire a few more cops. We could definitely use it for many, many things. Um, uh, Digital Music News has come out with a report about the difference between music fans that pay and music fans that don't. Uh, the chart shows that the vast majority of income that's actually coming in from, from streaming services are from the few people that actually pay for it. And next to no revenue is being made through the ad-based module. Ugh. Module? <laughs> <laughs> Whoopsies. Uh, the ad-based whatever. 
because I'm looking at the word now and I can't think of anything else. You know when your brain freezes like that? Yes, it does say module in our show notes, but I, I know. believe it's supposed to be model. Uh, yeah, uh, I think you have a typo in your show notes. Brian. I believe I do. Thank you for pointing that out, Jason. <laughs> Last week, the Recording Industry Association of America reaffirmed that vinyl records are generating more revenue than ad-supported streaming users. Now, before MXV, a friend of the show, <laughs> gets his panties and it, it, like, it starts waving them around and throwing them at Brian. Yes. But that is less of a reflection on how much money vinyl is making and more a reflection on just how little money ad-supported music streaming actually generates. Exactly. Just because it's a slightly larger pile of shit does not mean it's the savior <laughs> of the music industry. Vinyl is an outlier. It's never going to do anything. It's getting bigger. Sure, compared to when there was no vinyl at all, now you have it in Urban Outfitters. Big deal. <laughs> Anyways. I, yeah, so, uh, but, Mike, send your hate mail to Brian at uh, thegrumpyoldgeeks.com. <laughs> Yes, please do. I, I look forward to reading another tirade about how awesome vinyl is. Um, basically, this is saying that uh, the ad ad based uh, ad based streaming is not working. It, it's just not. It's it, it doesn't work. It can't work. It's not making any revenue. And I don't think that we're really converting a lot of people to pay for streaming. They're, it's just not happening. So the uh, music industry continues to be screwed. And you want to know uh, proof of that? Spotify just raised a, bil- a billion dollars. Guess what they want to do with it? Video. They want to get the hell out of music and get into video because that is still not perceived as free and they can actually make some money off of yeah, it. Yeah, cute video killed the radio star. Exactly. <laughs> Once again, video killed the streaming star. <laughs> Anyways, good times. Uh, Nest is not doing well either. And uh, I mean, they made $340 million or they, they had $340 million in revenue, which is actually surprisingly high. I don't know anybody that has a Nest in their house. I know a couple of people. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, a couple. they are what they are, but I mean, that's all it is. Uh, but apparently Al- Alphabet, you know, we're going to stop calling them Google because they're under the bigger, the bigger umbrella, as it were. Alphabet is a funding nest. Uh, regardless of them making that amount of money, they're, they're spending more. So, And the budget that uh, Alphabet has provided runs out at the end of the year. It was supposed to be around $500 million annually, and uh, they are not, they are not uh, sure that they're actually going to renew that. So Nest may be uh, running free of Alphabet. We'll see. Interesting, interesting. Yes, the internet, yeah. the internet of running out of money. Yes, the internet of we're out of money of things. <laughs> so, uh, the New York Times is making their play. Uh, we've talked a lot about how Snapchat uh, publishing was blowing up because apparently the millennials are only on Snapchat. Not true. Uh, we've talked a bit about Facebook trying to take over things with their instant articles, so they're actually hosting everything. And a lot of companies are are gleefully going on board. But yet they're also reading those articles about how Instagram is going to change the timeline, thus screwing the whole publishing model there. Don't you people learn? <laughs> and the New York Times has got this right, in my opinion, and they're going to make it a lot harder for Facebook and Twitter to jump its paywall. They're going to crank down the number of stories that you can read for free on Facebook and Twitter to, I think they're going to experiment, but usually probably around 10 per month. After that, you don't get to read anything for free. Pay, bitches. And he, well, here's the the interesting thing about this: when you're reading the New York Times and you're not logged into Facebook, mm-hmm. and you're going as a general internet user, you get ten articles a month, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Clear your cookies. Use a VPN. You can read as much as you want. If you're logged into Facebook or Twitter, they've got a UDID that they can actually, you yeah, know, track, track you with. So yeah. it makes it actually harder for you to go and read that stuff. But if you just go into private browsing mode, clear your cookies. 
and use a VPN and just bounce around. You can read as much as you want. Yeah, but nobody's going to actually do that. Well, I do it. And the reason that most people read any New York Times articles is because they're logged into Facebook and somebody posts them. That's true, too. Yeah, I don't actually go try and find them. But when people post <laughs> them, I go look at them and I use that technique. Yes. Yeah, and we talked a little bit the other week about how we're trying, like Facebook Messenger is trying to ramp up as a gigantic app of its own, regardless of Facebook, in which you'll be able to do, well, you can already send people money. You can send, you can play basketball, as we discovered. I love the uh, basketball game. Yes, uh, they're basically just ramping up to create an in-app uh, store and make it an entire platform in and of itself, which is rather interesting. And uh, we talked a bit about the command line thing, which I would love. And that's that's kind of hopefully one way that they're going to go with Messenger. And if you want pizza, you type pizza, and it brings up the Domino's app within Messenger. It's creating a whole new back to back to the future, as it were, command line interface. And they're actually bringing that to Windows 10 as well. Well, hang on, hang on. Before we roll off of that, they're trying to turn Messenger also into Apple Pay. So you yeah. can pay with Messenger at actual venues. Like when you go right. out, you can use that like your Apple Pay. It's like pay with well, Facebook. You know? I just, I, I don't understand how that would even work. Are they going to compete against each other to see which one launches on my phone first when I wave it near something? Must be. Must be. I don't be. know. Who cares? Yeah. That, that's a little bit silly. I mean, that's already on my phone anyways. If I get near a thing, it pops up by itself. Why would I need it in Messenger? Because Facebook wants your monies. Okay. They can't so, have it. So yeah, this this uh, Linux command line tools coming to Windows 10 is is intriguing. They're putting Bash into Windows 10. How does yes. that work? Like I have a, no idea. It's like a virtualization of Linux inside of Windows. That's very strange because you know, like uh, OS X or I'm sorry, OS 10 for you, yes. you purists out there on on the Mac is 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 based on you know yeah. BSD. So it's always been Unix, which is amazing that's why i love this thing so much but mm -hmm. windows 10 is its own separate beast so it, it seems like it's a kludge to really kind of put that in there I, I don't know the technicals of it but it's it's very odd yeah i don't really understand the technicals on it either um they're going to be support for linux binaries and windows 10 anniversary update this is really interesting i i don't think that we'll see a real realization of this until the next big update on windows until we get windows 11 or whatever the hell they're going to call it uh but this could be really interesting yeah, we'll see how it goes. And we'll be right back. But now, a word from our sponsors. Jason, it's our first live read. Are you ready? All right. Loot Crate. Loot Crate is a monthly subscription box service for geek, gamer, and pop culture gear. Kind of the stuff that we talk about. For less than $20 a month, you can get six to eight items that include licensed gear, clothes, collectibles, unique one-of-a-kind items, and more. You have until the 19th, that is April 19th at 9 p.m. Pacific time, to subscribe and receive that month's crate. And when that cutoff happens, that's it. It's over and they're on to another box. Make sure to head to lootcrate.com slash grumpy and enter code grumpy to save $3. That's well over 10% on any new subscription. Spring is springing, so grab a map. Your bag of holding in some friends. April's theme is quest. We're forming a party to explore everywhere, from far-off kingdoms to worlds hidden within worlds with exclusive items from Labyrinth, Harry Potter, History Channel's Vikings, and Uncharted 4. And of course, we've got our t-shirt and loot pin to help equip you for your adventures. Ah, uh, you can tell which one of us takes ads seriously. Go to lootcrate.com slash grumpy and enter code grumpy for your $3 off. And I'll be getting this because my wife is a huge Harry Potter fan, so we'll see what we get. Security? Ha! Ransomware. 
This stuff is evil. Seems to be targeting hospitals these days. Yeah, because they are willing to pay big time. <laughs> uh, MedStar, a Washington hospital, reported that uh, basically they got hit up too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they operate 10 hospitals with more than 250 outpatient facilities and employ more than 30,000 people. Right. And uh, it's just it's getting worse and worse and worse. That's, uh, yeah, it's not good. I, I, if you're running a hospital right now, why don't you get some uh, security people in there pretty quick? Yeah, no, they definitely need to start segregating their networks and, and really just backing up, uh, every hour on the hour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, it's pretty bad. I mean, it's, it's, it, it, this is, I think we've had three hospitals in three weeks from ransomware now. I, there's, I, I thought there were more than that, but we may have not reported on all of them, but they're yeah. definitely getting hit hard and heavy, which yeah. is good for the, you know, the general consumer, <laughs> but yeah. everybody's still getting hit with this stuff. Hand over fist. It's, yeah. it's bad, bad stuff. Yes, it is. So we're, we're basically in a constant cyber war with China, at least according to what most people seem to think. But on other, uh, other fronts, we seem to have be ha- having a thawing relationship with China where they're actually helping us out. In fact, they helped a, a, a U.S. business, Mattel, get back $3 million that was stolen from them. Well, you know why? Because almost everything Mattel makes is made in China. Well, yeah, I suppose there's some uh, some hand over there, you know, you help us a little bit. And they gave him back the $3 million, but I don't think that's the story. The story I'm interested in here is how they lost the $3 million. Okay, do, do tell. Basically, this is the equivalent of, hi, I'm a prince in Nigeria. Email <laughs> that uh, was sent to their finance executives. I mean, this is all, it's, it's, it, this even has a name. It's the fake CEO or fake president scam. Oh, they, yeah, that's been going on for a while. It's, it's, not, it's not a Nigerian scam, but they do, uh, basically, they impersonate the CEO and say, hey, we need to transfer this much money to this entity. Yeah. But it looks like it's coming from the CEO. But it's, it's, a, it's a simple spoofed email. Yeah, and then uh, the, this executive wired over $3 million. Didn't check, just off the email. Sure, okay, go. Yeah, no, yeah, this has been going around for about six months now. Yeah, uh, and apparently I, they're saying that it's cost American companies more than $1.8 billion right now. So excuse me while I go open up a Chinese bank account and start sending some emails. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and that's honestly all it is. People are just sending emails saying, hey, can you fill this invoice? Yeah, it's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Now, you and I have always dealt with package managers and Ugh. other people's code. Yep. You know, it, it's, it's become one of those de facto things where you just have to do. It's like, I really don't feel like writing my own Twitter library or my, yeah. a, you know, any kind of quote unquote API library to do X, Y, or Z. Yeah. And you generally don't want to do it anymore anyways, because anytime they update anything, you have to go back and redo it. So you rely on somebody else to do that. Yeah. Um, and I've used it. You've used it. We've mm-hmm. both been bitten by it. But this time, yep. the entire internet was broken by it. <laughs> awesome. Yes, yeah, so a 28-year-old web developer uh, from Oakland mm-hmm. deleted 11 lines of code. Yes. He was apparently in a fight with uh, the company Kick, uh, which is run by that little douchebag that I hate. Um, he was the youngest kid to get VC funding. Right, right. I believe. I'm guessing yeah. he was probably in a fight with him because Kick probably didn't pay him. Well, no, because he he had his open source project with the same name. Ah, and gotcha. then Kick was like, "We're gonna sue you because we're mm. douchebags." And he's just like, "Okay, I'll delete it." And everybody used this uh, <laughs> module that <laughs> it's like the left pad module was specifically relied upon by tech giants Netflix and Facebook. Wow. Yes, and this is a JavaScript uh, package manager called Nincompoops producing methane. <laughs> 
or if you reload the page, Nautical Poseidon Mythology. <laughs> they, they have a really funny little random name generator at the top of NPM. I find um, it absolutely shocking that Netflix and Facebook would be using this. I don't. Not yeah, I know. Actually, it's not. No, it's not at all. It should be shocking, but it's not. No. So I'm, I'm telling you, everybody uses open uh, source software. Yep. And this is what happens when somebody says, I don't want you to have my software anymore. So when yes. they update, it goes, uh, bye-bye. <laughs> and uh, I just love this. I love that story. It's like, you know what? Maybe just don't update from the repo live. Seriously, yeah. that should be going to a staging server. And from the staging server, then you can actually check. Well, guess what? Yeah. Things like that happen. Welcome to WordPress. Uh, <laughs> um, Internet of Things security, something we talk about a lot because it's terrible. Yes. I've got a great article in Tech Republic about two security experts talking about what's wrong with the Internet of What's wrong with the Internet of Things security and how to fix it? I completely brain farted on that one there. Yes, you did. I, I have a really good idea about how to fix it. Uh, don't have an Internet connected light bulb. Well, no, you can have an internet connected light bulb, but it just has to act like everything else that we've been using for the past 20 to 30 years with patch updates and ways to actually fix things once they leave the factory. You now know? I have to have a staging server for my light bulb. Exactly. Yes, okay. you do. <laughs> <laughs> and this comes out of MIT, which is, this is terrifying. This, this is unbelievably terrifying. It's, it's wireless tech means safer drones, smarter homes, and password free Wi-Fi. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Professor uh, Dina Katabi uh, presented a system called Kronos that actually can turn a Wi-Fi access point that can locate users within tens of centimeters without any external sensors. What could possibly go wrong with this? What could possibly go wrong with this? This this is going to enable. Remember in Minority Port Report when Tom Cruise was walking through the hallway and they kept giving him ads every like ten feet. <laughs> Well, yes, that was the whole point of Beacon on our phones. Exactly. And, and how, how well is Beacon done? Uh, not very. Well, this is, this is Beacon without even needing to have anything else. That's great. <laughs> mm -hmm. Isn't that mm -hmm. awesome? Oh, I love this world. Uh, what's even better is the CIA accidentally left uh, what seems to be a bunch of C4 in a school bus. Oops. An actual school bus during a training exercise where they were uh, testing their bomb sniffing dogs. Like, oh, well, we just left some C4 there and the okay, bus driver like this, found it. This, this school bus must obviously be owned by the CIA and be used only for these sorts of training missions, oh, right? No, it couldn't no, no. possibly be going out back into real world circulation and oh, then driving children around. You would think so. But no, no, this is a normal school bus with kids on it with a, oh, with a load great. of C4 in the, in the engine. Way oh, to go, guys. Boy. <laughs> and in I told you so news, mm -hmm. uh, the FBI is already being called upon to unlock other iPhones. Now that now that the secret's out that they can do it, everybody's lining up. Shocking. Yes, exactly. Uh, so <laughs> there's a murder case going on and they're like, hey, can you unlock our iPhone too, please? And it, there's people are lining up. I just really hope that Apple is scouring their code to figure out how this happens so they can make it not happen. Well, you see, that's the, that's, what's going to happen with this company that is reliant in, in here's the funny thing. Apple uses the company that yeah. the FBI hired to, for their software at the genius bar. Yeah. Well, you'd think that once they have the software and figure out what's happening to unlock it, they would start patching against it and put this company out of business. One would assume one hopes one hopes, but one does not know. No. Um, and uh, nearly 1500 vulnerabilities found in automated medical equipment. Um, you know, guys, uh, here's the deal. 
If you have this crazy medical equipment that is so high tech, don't run it on a Windows XP machine. That's yeah, all I'm saying. That's 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 a bad move. XP was notoriously bad for security. And it's it's unsupported anymore. So any machine out there that's still on the internet that's running XP, you just bend over, spread your butt cheeks, and it's done. <laughs> that's it. You're done. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know, they're not gonna pay people to upgrade things. Nope, they're not. No, so what no. are you going to do? I mean, it's only a million dollar piece of equipment with a like a $1,500 or I'm sorry, probably a, a $300 PC running it. You'd exactly. think that maybe there would be a little resource allocation mismatch there, but mm, guess no, not. no, no. Uh, the DOJ is defying a court order to turn over spyware code used against Tor. Okay. So the FBI, you know, has been breaking Tor for a while. We all know this. They mm-hmm. come out and said, it. hey, we can break tour when we want to. <laughs> and the judge uh, in this case is saying, uh, yeah, uh, can you guys release that code so we can kind of take a look at it and see what the hell you're doing? And the DOJ is just like, uh, no, 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 no. We, we want you to uh, reconsider that decision, judge, because yeah. this is national security. Look, we can ask other companies to give us their code, but you cannot see ours. <laughs> that is the way this works. Yes. And in uh, from Sophos, Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a great article. Said, the dark web's got a bad rap. Seven Gee, in ten. Why? Seven in ten want it shut down. Here's the deal. Who? Yeah, it doesn't need to be shut down. There's absolutely no reason to shut down the dark web because it's not that dark anymore. Somebody, it, it's not that dark anymore. But this is also this is a war on drugs thing. Good luck with that. Yeah, uh, you, you can't shut it down. You know, I'm wondering how many other networks out there that are like Tor that you've never heard of. That oh, I'm sure know, there's a ton. Yeah, because it's not. I mean. We know how what, this kind of thing works now. So, I mean, and the internet is just a protocol-based delivery system yes. for information. So yes. I'm sure that there are criminal organizations out there that use the, take the hackers that are usually writing ransomware and have built their own private networks that work on the internet that do the same kind of thing that Tor does that nobody knows about. When you shine a light on the dark web or, say, the dark corner in your kitchen and you see the cockroaches and they scatter, they go to a darker web. Yeah, yeah. That, there you go. That's about it. So I, yeah. I'm not scared about the dark web. I'm scared about the the other. I'm not even scared about. It. I know they're out there, and it does, it affects me none whatsoever. But you know that those things are out there, and yeah. I would just kind of like to know what they are because I think that's kind of cool. I do think it's kind of cool, but I'm still just don't want to get on any more lists than we're already on. Exactly. So I don't go out there. Mm-hmm. And the thing that I'm really scared about it's it's not the drones. Just like it's not the guns. Mm -hmm. It's the people with the drones because we cannot trust people because people are a-holes. The FAA has basically listed over 583 separate drone incidents reported from August 2015 through January 2016, which is not a very long period of time. The majority of the incidents are minor with pilots or bystanders reporting drones that are flying in restricted airspace without necessarily endangering anyone. I don't consider that minor. I consider that a massive uh, tell about what the future is going to be like because people just don't give a shit. Nope. But here's, I, here's the other thing that's going to come out of this, which is the business that we should be in because we've been talking about this for three years now. Mm-hmm. The drone busting business. Ooh, drone busters. Drone busters. Yes. I, uh, you know, I, I still stand by my, my silly string idea. I like but, it. Uh, you know, they've got nets now they've got eagles. E- eagles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's get that on then. Let's let's make uh, when you get your drone, we're gonna we're gonna experiment with silly string dispensing methods. I got I got an email yesterday. It's shipped. It's on its way. So exciting! Soon, I'll go buy the silly string. Go buy the silly string. I'll get some Velcro and we'll go out and try and take down some eagles.
comment of the week. We got a very generous PayPal donation from Charles Hudgens a couple of weeks back. Thank you, Charles. And sorry, we forgot to give you a shout out on the last episode. We appreciate it. Now we have we have an iTunes one star review or one star rating and review. I've from- got to say, I think this is the rating and review that I am most proud of. We've been waiting for this one for a long time. Now, yes. don't make this a habit, people, because it really screws us up with the one stars. But this comes from Random Wanderer in the mm-hmm. USA. It came on March 29th. It says the, the title of the review is Telling Listeners to Fuck Off. In general, the two geeks of the title do indeed have a good handle on today's technical issues. However, they occasionally go into social or political issues and then tell any listener who might happen to disagree with them to, in their words, fuck off. So, I have. (laughs) I suggest potential listeners preemptively do likewise, and choose instead a tech podcast that will have a bit more respect to their audience. Okay. Bring it on, buddy. Bring it on. I got to crack those knuckles a little bit here. (laughs) Yeah. Roll roll the shoulders. Roll the shoulders. So last week, uh, this is, I know exactly what this is about. Last week we did a, okay. First off, our podcast isn't just tech. I think we like, we like science. We love to talk about science. Pop culture, Um, music, books. Pop culture, tech, music, books, et cetera. Kanye West. And by the way, uh, one of the reasons that you have been enjoying the podcast up until we pissed you off is because we give our opinions about things. Now we just gave an opinion that you don't personally like. So now it's fuck you. So, fuck you. Uh, secondly, <laughs> this is exactly because, again, it's the anti-vax thing. We reported on the article that said, hey, thanks a lot, anti-vaxxers. D- two diseases that have been eradicated are back. And I said, fuck you. So, and I still stand by that. You have a different opinion. So what? You're wrong. I'm right. Any, that's that. That's science. So and this is also um, why we have our own show, so we can this, say yes, the things, so we can <laughs> talk about our own opinions. And you know, this is that's our opinion, and that's what we agree with, and so does the scientific community. Uh, I assume you also don't care for global warming and other things, but whatever. It is what it is. Again, the whole point of the podcast is the opinions. You can like them, you cannot. It's up to you. If you choose not to listen, fine. I'm and glad that you don't live next to me because I'm about to have a child, and I believe in vaccination. <laughs> but the thing is, I mean, I dif- I disagree with you on your opinion sometimes, and I tell you to fuck off. You tell me to fuck off. Yes, that's, uh, that's kind one of, of the reasons we like doing this podcast is Jason and I don't have the same opinion about an awful lot of things. Yes, and so, we also often tell each other, go fuck yourself. But yes. <laughs> I, there, there, I, I agree to disagree. There, there does seem to be something in the air right now about about this sort of thing, because as this comment came in, I, Adam Carolla just did an entire rant on one of his episodes about getting killed for talking about his own opinion and basically stating the whole point of this podcast is me giving my opinion. So don't be pissed off at me or be pissed off, but just go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adam Savage on Untested just talked about the same exact thing, starting with Neil deGrasse Tyson basically getting trolled endlessly on Twitter and then going into their own comments that they've gotten about their own opinion. And I want to just end with Shirley Manson from Garbage, who happened to also just post something this week about the very thing. And I'd like to read her comment in full because it's Shirley Manson and I love I love her. And how can you not? So here is Shirley Manson's post about the same subject. Uh, I just want you to know that although many of you may hold a difference of opinion from these from those shared by me here, I don't hold it against you. I respect that you see the world differently from me and that's just how it is and that's okay. But to all the fucking idiots who think threatening to unfollow me because they happen to disagree with an opinion that I care to express on my own page, I just want you to know that if you cannot tolerate a different opinion to your own, then go fuck yourself. 
go right ahead and fuck right off. I couldn't give one fig whether you unfollow me or not. I don't want anyone on my feed who is not willing to treat their fellow human beings with respect and tolerate a difference of opinion. I just really needed to say that because it had to be said. So love, love, love to all. Hate no one and peace the fuck out, motherfuckers. <laughs> Thank you, Shirley. Yes. Uh, and the thing is about tolerating a difference of opinion. There are some things that there are some opinions that we will tolerate and some we won't. And, you know, like like Brian has said so many times, the anti-vaxxers is an opinion that we will not tolerate because it is just wrong. (laughs) (laughs) There is science behind that one. And now we have more diseases back. There are opinions and there are facts. And there there's a lot of people that have talked about how that there's a disintegrating line between that and culture now where where people can just ignore actual facts and say, hey, man, it's my opinion. Well, there's also just facts. Yes. (laughs) So. There you go. Yes, your opinion may be the world began 4,000 years ago, and there's also facts that it didn't. Yes, <laughs> so. and see, uh, as as a po- with the very next comment, somebody is pointing out a fact that I got wrong. It is not an opinion. I said the name wrong, and I'm I will, I will accept read, that. I guess Reed writes it and says, you're both right. Pagan okay. is a yes. proper pronunciation if there's an accent mark like the baseball player. Baseball player. Angel you know, Pagan. Huh? Sportball. Sportball. Sportball player. Angel Pagan. However, in this case, it may have been spelled Pagan and would have been pronounced the other way, which it was spelled that way and it was not. Well, I I sneezed on my monitor and there was a little bit of snot that made it a little thing over the A. So that's why I read it that way. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. (laughs) Uh, See, again, it's a fact how you say the name, so I'm fine with that. Uh, We also got a comment from David. Loved your show. Uh, Heard about it from Jordan Harbinger's Art of Charm podcast. That'd be Jason's day job. And have been addicted ever since. A few months ago, you recommended some noise-isolating headphones. Can you remind me what they were as I'm in the market for some new... New ones, cheers, and keep up the good work. Uh, those were the Sennheisers, right, Jason? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we will find that link and drop it in the show notes. So yeah, you I think will be able to find it there. 500 eyes or 50 eyes. I'll, I'll dig it up and we'll yep. put it in there because I, I love those things so much. Me too. Best headphones I've ever had. Yeah, Mike Tamal, uh, fr- good friend of the show and uh, our, our most generous donator to date, I might add. Mm-hmm. Thank you very me, much. Yeah, sent me a great uh, post on Facebook. He's like, Jason, I'm listening to episode 153, and it sounds like you're getting a drone that you are planning to use for work. Please take the time to read the FAA rules, and since you have an iPhone, download the FAA Before You Fly app. Those of us who are hobbyists want to keep the hobby alive, so please follow the rules, and please don't be, quote-unquote, that guy who shuts it all down because of ignorance or negligence. Like the 586 people in four months that we just discussed above. Exactly. And there, there's a, there are a couple of links that we'll put in the show notes for uh, general rules and business rules. And uh, I just want uh, to, I, we also talked about that before you fly up uh, a couple podcasts ago and we kind of made fun of it because nobody's going to actually download it. I looked at it. It's pretty good. Good. <laughs> so I, I, I will be downloading it and, and running it. And I, I've already, and the interesting thing is I went through a lot of the FAA rules already and, uh, you know, I, I don't think I'm actually going to go through the rigmarole of using it for business. Um, it's too much work. And I, you know, at this point you also need a pilot's license, which I don't have. And I'm not going to go spend $10,000 on a pilot's license to fly my $300 drone to make 150 bucks an hour taking pictures of real estate, you know, it's, it's, it's economy 2.0 math. Yes. So, (laughs) yeah. Uh, and we got one more comment, uh, from Brian and this is not me. Grumpy old geeks with alcohol is more funny. Consider doing the show with the, with the pint more often. Are you guys ever going to do a meetup in San Francisco? Um, yeah, if we can keep it to one or two pints, I think you're right, but, uh, do not go back and listen to our first few shows. Yeah. No, especially the one about the lady boys. 
Yeah, that was interesting. <laughs> as far as uh, San as far Francisco, as be- yeah, yeah, that's going to be tough. Uh, I'll be up there occasionally, but uh, as soon as I can figure out how to get my dog up there. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't think both of us will ever be up there at the same time because Brian doesn't want to go to San Francisco because he hates it. I hate it too because of all the man poo and the douchebags, but I've got a bunch of friends up there that I love seeing. So next time I'm up in San Francisco, I will be posting which bars I'll be popping into most likely Buddha bar because that is the best bar in Chinatown. Well, I am randomly going to be up in San Francisco at the end of this month. So I'm going to be hooking up with uh, Dr. David Teeter. Uh, and friend of the uh, show. I guarantee you'll be going to Buddha bar and play, so playing some yeah. dice. <laughs> I, I will say when I'm going to be there and I will be at Buddha bar. So you can come meet me and Jason separately. And I uh, will be happy to do a meetup in San Francisco. If somebody gives us a generous donation that plays for both of our plane tickets and hotel. And, and, and bam, bams and, and the beer. <laughs> well, I got to get my dog there too. Okay. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at GOG Podcast, on Instagram at Grumpy Old Geeks, or at Patreon at patreon.com slash GOG. We have a website at grumpyoldgeeks.com where you can listen to shows, leave feedback, or better yet, ask us questions that we can read on the air. If you have friends, please tell them about the show. And please, if you like the show, drop us an iTunes review or give us a one star because you're an anti-vaxxer. They really do help us out and it'll only take a minute or two. Just go to grumpyoldgeeks.com slash iTunes and it'll take you right there. And, and don't listen to him. Five stars. Five stars only, please, people. Software, apps, and gadgets. The Oculus Rift has shipped. It is out there, and the reviews are starting to roll in. Um, What's the word? What's the word? Everybody's aware of my opinion about this sort of stuff, but uh, my yeah, opinion is. You haven't even matter. tried it yet, so your opinion is invalid. It, exactly. Uh, basically, it's good, uh, but it's incredibly expensive. Hmm. Uh, not just for the Oculus Rift itself, which is retailing at 600 bucks. Uh, you are most likely going to have to upgrade your computer because you need super fast high-end hardware, which you may or may not have. However, most like super gamers probably already have those systems, so they're fine. And as far as I can tell from the majority of the reviews that I've scanned, um, it's great for if you're a gamer. I'm not a gamer. I will be waiting until there's some real-world application that would actually interest me. What's interesting, this isn't a whole lot of money compared to, you know, at least the computer I'm working on right now, which is apparently completely underpowered and three times as much. Um, Alienware, Asus, and Dell are, they have Oculus ready PCs that start around a thousand bucks. Yeah. With the purchase of a Rift. So, and you, you, on the break, you were just complaining about barely being able to pay your bills, Jason. And a lot of people are there as well. And uh, just dropping another thousand dollars plus 600 bucks is not, uh, you're uh, you're, like a one percenter issue. Back up the phone here, back up the phone, (laughs) back up the truck. I was not complaining about being able to pay my bills. I was complaining about the cost of my bills. My internet connection for two months here is $1,100. I can pay it, but it's, uh, that's the business expense. I'm this just saying different. that saying $1,600 is not a lot of money is a little bit insane. No, no, no. I was thinking like a $3,000 PC was what it was going to cost to right. run it. A, a $1,000 PC is cheaper than, you know, the most basic MacBook that you can buy. Right. So I was thinking that, you know, this was going to be a massive expense, like, you know, a $3,500 expense with the Rift and the computer altogether, but it's 1600 bucks for both. Yeah. And you still have a pretty hefty gaming or just PC when you're yep. at the end, at the end of the day. 
Okay. Yep. So there you go. Uh, apparently it's quite good, but uh, it mostly seems to be about the gaming at the moment, which again, not not for me. So although there is a video of Magic Mountain, Six Flags Magic Mountain here in California, uh, which are, they're basically throwing headphones on people if they want to do it. And uh, the reviewer here said it was a lot of fun. Really? Yes. Interesting. Okay. So, so who knows? I might go try. I, I guarantee you I'll be at Univer- or I'll be at Six Flags Magic Mountain trying that before I ever get one at home. Well, yeah, I mean, although do you, how, how often do you go to Magic Mountain? You're an old man now. I know. I haven't been in years, actually. I'll yeah. be at Disneyland well before I go to Magic Mountain. Actually, I'll be at uh, Universal Studios so because of <laughs> Harry Potter World and my wife's obsession with Harry Potter. Have you been yet? No, no. I, I'm at, we're actually doing, you're supposed to do reservations to be able to get in. Really? Yes, because it's going to be that popular and it's going to be that crowded. So we're going to wait a while because she is preggers and don't want to deal with the crowds. Oh, that's true. And yeah, uh, yeah whatever. And it's Harry Potter. How, how, how long, how many years ago did those movies end? Come on. She loves it. She loves the world. She rereads the books every now and then, kind of like a how I do Dune. I wish there was a Dune world. That would be kind of cool. The spice must flow. Yes. And in news that I thought was actually an April Fool's joke, not only this year, but I thought it was the year it first came out because I believe Amazon released their first dash buttons around April last time. Uh, They're releasing 80 new brands of the Wi-Fi connected plastic buttons that Prime members can press to quickly reorder a specific product from Amazon, including uh, Trojan condoms and Doritos. And I have to say, if you need a button to get your Trojan condoms, they are not going to get there in time. (laughs) I was going to say, you're a little late to the game. (laughs) Just saying. (laughs) I think she might be cooled off a little by the time they get there. Yeah. Now, uh, you can also do this through the Echo speaker, do the quick orders. Have you set up your Echo to do that? No, I need to do that because I haven't actually played with the Echo that much because I've had some stuff going on this week, but yes. I've got it on my desk at home and I'm ready to kind of like dive back into it now. Yes. And uh, I, I like the thing just playing with it's fun, but I want to, I want to figure out how to hack it and do some cool stuff with it with, you know, if this, then that and all sorts of yeah. other stuff. Yes, that should be fun. And I, I want to hear more about that. So yeah, I, in the meantime, I'm going to get my Doritos button so I can just be a lazy ass fuck. Do they have a Lay's button? Because I like Lay's potato chips more than Doritos. Uh, you can check. They have over 80 now. Okay, I will. Yes. And in uh, other news, there's a new startup in town called Truebill. Well, they're not quite new, but they've been around for a little bit. Uh, you have used to fly quite a bit. Uh, have you ever paid for GoGo to get your internet access while you're at the airport? Unfortunately, I have. Yes. Well, apparently they are now doing subscriptions to GoGo. I think I've seen the buttons and you can subscribe or can you just do a one-time purchase? And if you're not careful, uh, like he was this startup guy, Yaha Mokadrada, never going to get that name right, uh, was... Uh, he ended up subscribing. He didn't realize he'd signed up for it. And when he got the bill, he was incensed. Incensed, I say. Incensed, sir. You have incensed me. Pistols and, at uh, dawn. You know, because this is the real world and you agreed to it. Uh, what most of us do is we pay and tell them to cancel. He decided to start up a whole new company to fight up against subscriptions <laughs> and all of this stuff. And I mean, I, in theory, I like this because there are so many, I mean, everything in the world is trying to move to the subscription model because it screws you out of money. Things like Photoshop, uh, Adobe, everybody's going to subscription. The whole point of this startup is that it scans your bill and looks for subscriptions and then reviews it and processes it to try and then uh, tells you, you know, uh, which one of these do you actually want and which ones do you not want? And then they have real world people that go out and try to fight and get the cancellations and money back. Okay. The problem I have with this is I do not like sharing my finances with companies 
And if you think about the kind of inf information that this company can collect about you, because you are giving them your, all your credit card bills, it's a little frightening. Well, why isn't this just a feature of Mint? Uh, by the way, why isn't this just a feature of life? When my credit card <laughs> bill shows up, I go through it. If you are not going through your credit card bill, you're an idiot. That's true too, but so, a lot of people don't. I don't need a, a startup. This is, again, another startup for a problem that does not exist. Well, it, it, it exists for lazy people. Yes, it exists for lazy people. Anyways, I would never, ever do this because I am paranoid about my financial information. D dude, it's already on the dark web. Get over it. I know. We'll be right back. Enjoy a word from our sponsors. Media Candy. I just realized that this was post-dated uh, March 31st, so technically I guess it could be an April Fool's joke, and I hope it is an April Fool's joke, but uh, the Hollywood Reporter reported that Science Channel is reviving Mythbusters by starting a reality series to find the new Mythbusters. Um, you know, Talk about destroying a legacy yeah. immediately. The corpse isn't even cold. No, no, it's still farting in the morgue, uh, but it's... I don't understand this. Oh, I, yes, I do understand it. Money. 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 And the Science Channel has nothing, especially no science. And why, you know, they lost the best show that they ever had. And why not make a reality show to find your new host instead of doing something like casting? Because now you have free content. You know, and then the first thing I do is I go to the Science Channel website to see if, you know, if this is just a Hollywood reporter getting punked. And no, right dead center. Search for the next Mythbusters casting page. Well, it's um, not a people fool's joke. No, sadly, it's not. Oh, shit. There's going to be autoplay video. I'm turning that off right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nah. Uh, you know what? Whatever. Let them do what they want. I stopped watching Mythbusters like two years ago, so I didn't even see the... I did see the last episode. I went and downloaded it. I didn't mm -hmm. even watch it on TV, but, yeah. uh, I don't know. This is just, uh, it's just depressing. I mean, it's not even a reboot. No, <laughs> it's, just, it's, it's a reality show. This show just ended. Come it, on. Yes. It's insane. It's bad. We don't like you. Screw you science channel. Uh, another depressing news. The first trailer for the new top gear with Chris Evans and Matt LeBlanc is out and I watched it. I don't know if you did. It Hell did not no. excite me. Hell no. <laughs> you know, that see, this isn't this doesn't bother me at all because there's no way in hell I'm ever gonna watch this show. What I want is the new Jeremy Clarkson and crew show from yes. Amazon. And I want them to hurry the hell up. <laughs> I agree. I'm not too into this. I, I it's smart that they're getting it out before the Amazon show airs with with Clarkson and et al. Because uh I'll probably watch the first episode and be wildly disappointed and then wait patiently for the Amazon show. You know what? I'm not even going to, I'm not going to waste my hour because I wasted two hours of my life watching top gear America, which was such a disappointment <laughs> that oh, I just, I, I, I wanted those two that. hours back so bad. So I'm not going to waste an hour on the new British top gear with people. I don't know or like, I don't like Matt LeBlanc and I don't know who anybody else is. And you know, I, I'm, in, I'm on team Clarkson. <laughs> so gotcha. Me too. So yeah, I watched uh, Steve jobs. This Why? Weekend. Why did you do that? Well, because somebody gave me one of the Oscar screeners and it was just sitting around. Okay. And it was, a, it was okay. Really? Well, it, you know, he did all right. Uh, Kate Winslet was good. Um, some of the stories were funny and interesting. And I love seeing all the old tech, like uh, seeing a next box sitting there and realizing that he actually never even had that thing ready to go. It was all a sham when he did the launch. 
<laughs> well, that was good stuff. Here's the deal. Seth Rogen is Waz. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> and and the guy that they had played Jobs did not he didn't look anything like him. No, he was he was Jobs that spends, you know, five hours a day in the gym. At least Noah Wiley looked like, you know, Steve Jobs back in the yes. day. Yeah, it was okay. Yeah, don't bother. You know what? If you really care about this stuff, go get the Pirates. It's not no, not the Pirates of Silicon Valley. The um the old documentary. I'll I'll link it in the show notes. We've talked about it before. Yeah. Um, that's it's just it's interesting to me because they they didn't pull any punches with him. Um, what a tremendous asshole he was. Oh yeah, everybody knows that. <laughs> yeah, everybody knows that Steve Jobs was one of the biggest assholes of all time. Yes. And, uh, there you go. So I finished daredevil season two last I did, night. I did. I did uh, yesterday morning. Yeah. Uh, I like the story. The girl that plays Electra is stunningly gorgeous. Oh yeah. Uh, I have the biggest crush I've ever had in my life on her. And, um, <laughs> it's, too the, much it's the accent. It's the accent. It's the, the accent helps. It is sexy. Mm-hmm. Uh, way too much Kung Fu. I thought it was a perfect amount of Kung Fu. They started the season fine. They had ramped it down, but by the last four episodes, every Three seconds. It was a bunch of punches in the dark. I love that part because my my wife kept leaving the room and we just started calling it. Is it a watermelon scene again? Because the Foley sound of a watermelon. (laughs) So it was like, yeah, here come the watermelons. No, because it's I I mean, I grew up on Jackie Chan and Jet Li. So I love good Kung Fu and this is good Kung Fu. Okay, I just I like the story a lot and I think it uh, degrades into way too much Kung Fu for me. See, and, you know, the stars of this season were the Punisher and Electra hands down and. What's his name? Uh, Stitch, Sketch, uh, whatever. Stick. Stick. (laughs) Something like that. (laughs) Um, Those were like the three, you know, breakouts of the season. Because nobody's ever done a good Punisher movie. Nobody's ever done Electra right. Nope. And I mean, honestly, also nobody's ever done Daredevil right, but except (laughs) for this show. But the the triumvirate of awesome between those was just great. I love the season completely soup to nuts. I have no complaints about it except that it's over. Yeah, it's over, unfortunately. So uh, too much Kung Fu. Now, uh, Nerdist usually doesn't go for crazy ass headlines. Unfortunately, this time they did. Uh, The Star Wars, The Force Awakens deleted scenes look crazy exciting. It's about 10 seconds of nothing very exciting. (laughs) It wasn't all that exciting, actually. Not at all. It looked kind of cool, though. I, I can't wait to see them. I'm looking forward to it as well. This is something that I will buy as a digital download with the uh with the deleted scenes to see what's going on and hopefully uh you know the apology for chewbacca getting shafted yeah i'm gonna get the uh the blu-ray i I decided to get the blu-ray even though i found it in sweden i'm getting the blu-ray uh that reminds me actually i have two boxes of dvds here jason next time you're around you can sort through them and take as many as you'd like because i've given up on them are any of them blu-rays yes oh oh i'm in i'll take any of your blu-rays all 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 of them because i love my blu-ray player Excellent. Uh, Game of Thrones season six. Another promo has been released. I cannot friggin wait for the show. See, I, I'm not even going to bother watching them anymore. I'm just going to wait for the show. I, I see. I, I'm so ambivalent about Game of Thrones. that <laughs> It's like I, it's sadness porn. So I'm just going to wait. I love it. Mm-hmm. Cannot wait. And because the Internet is the Internet, uh, this ran across my radar. The Matrix fan theory that makes Agent Smith the true one. You can spend your six minutes watching this fan theory or you can get on with your life and realize that sometimes a uh, great concept uh, one for one movie being stretched into three involves some shitty writing. Okay. Because basically they start to point out the fact that at some point he says he's not the one and blah, 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 blah. And all these different things happened. And it was just crappy writing. Uh, Matrix two and three really honestly sucked. 
No, there, there, there's no redeeming qualities for either of those movies, period. Oh. None. Well, whatsoever. this is a theory that tries to make it all make sense. Okay. Revisionist history. Exactly. Moron of the week. I know it's clickbait, but it's really good clickbait. So our <laughs> morons of the week are a bunch of corporates, uh, corporations that have have horribly failed at their social media because it's what happens when you have interns or disgruntled, disgruntled, poorly paid employees, man, basically the front line of your PR. I encourage you to click on the link and run through these because there's some oldies and goodies in there. And there's some that I wasn't even aware of at the time. Uh, these are absolutely fantastic. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm just scrolling through these and the American apparel one, I think might be the worst. I was just looking at that one as well. Yes, uh, you can tell the, that this was a millennial that wasn't around for this. Yes, for the shuttle disaster and the Guardian has a uh, there's an everyday carry uh, package here that has a flashlight in it. Uh, yep, uh, I think my particular favorite is actually Pornhub because they not only did one horrible one, then they doubled down. Uh, they sent out uh, Happy MLK uh, Martin Luther King Day in honor of his death. Make sure to use only the ebony category today. And then they doubled down on it. Apology. MLK would have wanted everyone to watch the interracial category today. <laughs> Hashtag I have a dream. Oh, my goodness. Oh, these are oh so good. You're going to enjoy this. By all means, click on the link. It's awesome. Yes, it is total clickbait, but you will. You, there will be lulls. We promise some lulls. Yes. Are you kidding me? Love it. We talked a bit before about how you could send confetti mail to people and uh, various and other things, poop. various other random mails that you can send to people anonymously. Yes. And poop. Uh, yeah, poop. Uh, eggplantmail.com. Eggplant mail. What is this? Uh, you can send a, a message. Uh, unfortunately, they cap it at 16 words, sadly, because I'd love it if it were... 255 and you could send people their dumb tweets, uh, but you cannot do that. Uh, and they will write the message on an eggplant and then mail it to the person anonymously. Okay. It's a hundred percent phallic, a hundred percent anonymous and a hundred percent disturbing. That's their tagline. And I like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely ridiculous, but Hey, it, it ex this exists. And it is a thing. And speaking of things that exist and are a thing, you did point out that we have talked about the Fitbit for dogs. Uh, yes, Whistle. Yes, Whistle, the Fitbit, Fitbit for dogs. Um, yeah, and, and just to, just I, I to recap, I want to recap what we talked about, Whistle, was the Fitbit for dogs is. Yes. Um, if you have a Fitbit, why does your dog need a Fitbit? Because if your dog is running more than you are or walking more than you are, yes. you are a really bad dog parent. <laughs> yeah, so there's kind of a fatal flaw already built into that, correct? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that whole thing that we started the show with about, you know, these uh, 2.0 stuff being dead and Uber and all that sort of stuff and not not getting funding and how these people are going to stop making money. Uh -huh. I, uh, I think it's all a load of crap because uh, this Fitbit for dogs that uh, has that fatal flaw uh, just sold to Mars Pet Care for one hundred million dollars. Uh, yeah. OK. So I, I talk about I this up. more. I talk about this more, but I'm going to go start working on a version of Tinder for animal lovers. Okay. Tinder for kitties. Yes. Uh, and uh, we, we do joke about millennials here and there. A little bit. And uh, how people don't really care about their personal data anymore. Mm -hmm. Well, it turns out uh, in the UK, there was a company that uh, commissioned a survey from a company called Real-Time Generation. They surveyed 1,000 13 to 17-year-olds over the course of 10 days in January, and the results are in. 
Mm-hmm. For the not so princely sum of 15 pounds, which is about 20 bucks, yep. 42% of survey respondents said they'd rather give away their personal data than work at a job to earn the cash. Okay. Um, are they aware of the fatal flaw that's involved here? The reason for getting the personal data is to be able to sell you shit. And if you do not have a job, we cannot sell you anything. <laughs> this is a circle that eats itself. Yes, a uh, Orberus, I yes. do believe we call that. Oh, uh, yes. Oh, boy. God, what a world we're heading towards. Closing shout outs. I want to give a big ass shout out to Tesla. Uh, this is somewhat breaking news. Um, the stock that many of my friends laughed at me for purchasing, I would just like to state that the breaking news is there have been over 200,000 pre-orders for the Tesla Model 3 in just over 24 hours. That is stunning. So you're going to retire now and I need to go find a new co-host? I'm thinking Tesla might be the new Apple stock. We shall see what happens. But uh, the Tesla Model 3 is the the reasonably priced car. <laughs> the reasonably priced car. Yes, as Jeremy Clarkson would say. <laughs> Uh, that's coming out. And I actually, I had people that I know in Toronto and Los Angeles that were waiting in line to put down their $1,000 for the pre-order. You're kidding me. Nope. So uh, there you go. So that's $200 million that they got in just in pre-orders. Yep. For a car that's not even going to be available for over a year. December 2017. Let's go Tesla. And I, I looked at the, I think it was a Gizmodo or Engadget mm-hmm. uh, review of it so far. And they're like, yeah, we didn't really get to see much of it. it. seems nice, powerful, but we were in the double engine version and all that stuff. And it's yeah. interesting how they're like cutting corners on this one compared to the, you know, the Model S. Yeah. But. But they have to to make the price point, right? Yeah. You so. know, I wish I could afford a Model S because those things are pretty. Yeah. But, yeah. Right. Uh, I also want to give a shout out to the U.S. women's soccer team, specifically Hope Solo and some of the other biggest stars, Carly Lloyd, uh, Becky Sauerbronn, Megan Rapinoe, and Alex Morgan, who have five, they're the five players that signed the complaint that has been uh, put forth uh, about wage discrimination. Uh, Basically, they were getting paid next to nothing compared to the U.S. men's national team. So let's give them the money. Now, here's some stats on that in case you think they shouldn't get it. Uh, The women's team generated millions more in revenue than the men's team last year. Uh, The women are world champions. The men's team, not so much. Uh, (laughs) And more people watched the U.S. Women's World Cup final uh, last year uh, that the U.S. women won uh, than any men's soccer game ever. Well, there you have it. So give them the damn money. And considering I'd rather field the women's team than the current men's team for the men's World Cup coming up, pay them. (laughs) Good luck, women's. Good luck. I hope you guys uh, actually get some money out of this. Well, you know, negative press always gets the, the bills paid, it seems. That's true. So uh, my shout out is to Joey Robbie again for this awesome hammer of Thor and <laughs> everybody else who came out to the party last week. Um, and I have an anti shout out to Trent Hamilton, the developer of our iPhone app, who said he was coming and he didn't. Uh, we had a handful of people like that. Uh, yeah. You know who you are. You know who you are. Rat <laughs> bastards. <laughs> well, thanks for listening. I'm Jason DeFilippo, and you can follow me on Twitter at Jason.com, all spelled out. And I'm Brian Schulmeister, and you can follow me on Twitter at SlenderFungus. Until next time. Grumpy Old Geeks is a partially fan-supported show. Check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash GOG. We really appreciate your support. If you don't want to or can't donate but still want to support the show, please go to grumpyoldgeeks.com slash iTunes and leave us a few words and five stars or tell a friend about the show. 
Intro music for the show is provided by the band Among Us. You can find them on iTunes, Spotify, and Apple Music, or you can donate through the Grumpy Old Geeks Patreon page at patreon.com slash GOG to get 10 exclusive tracks. Outro for the show is provided by Andy Stochansky, who did make it to the party. You can follow Andy at twitter.com slash houseofandy, and he's also on SoundCloud at grumpyoldgeeks.com slash Andy. Show notes for all the links discussed in this episode can be found at grumpyoldgeeks.com slash 154. I sincerely hope you're not believing a damn thing you read on the internet today.